And now, The Rika Show, presented by Rika Technologies with your hosts, Cynthia Delaria, Daryl Brogdon, and Grant Parks. Hello, everybody. We're going with it. Welcome back. This is the this is uh, Grant, Daryl, and Cynthia for Rika Technologies. This is the Rika Show. Uh, the guys are making fun of me because apparently every time I say hello, everyone, I sound like a leprechaun after our uh, April Fools, you know, May May Day video that we put out. It's just what it is. So leprechaun or not, you know, I got I got a bit of the Irish on it. I'm owning it. Uh, so today, last year, sometime around February, I want to say. There was blockchain was like exploding and Bitcoin was worth all this money and like everybody and their brother was talking about cryptocurrency and investing in cryptocurrency and companies. There there was a thing that we put we wrote about it in the blog, but Kodak just announced that it was going to start looking at potential ways of using blockchain to protect IP of photographers and videographers and stuff like that. And their stock increased by 400 percent in one day just because they used the word blockchain blockchain. So we actually wrote, (laughs) yes, the number of times our podcast will get listened to will be directly related to the number of times we say the word blockchain. Uh, So we, that particular post was a buzzwords that suck post. um, And we've done one podcast on buzzwords that suck. um, And we'll do more of those because those ones are always really popular and people like them. Um, but I wanted to specifically sort of circle back around a blockchain where a year and a half past the time when we did that, that initial post and everybody was going nuts. So we could talk about Bitcoin a little bit and cryptocurrency with this too, because somehow it all seems to get intertwined and related. Like the only thing you can track with blockchain is cryptocurrency. And so the two are, uh, you're going to speak to that more, Daryl, because I don't understand a lot about how that, I don't understand why those two things are always talked about together, but it seems like they always are. Um, but I want to kind of circle back around and say, what's the state of it today? Where is it at? Is it still mania? Have people, are people still making money hand over fist or has there been sort of a settle out to like a more normalized level? And I'm curious, you know, and, and, and how do we feel about it? I mean, I'm just, I'm curious to see where this goes. I think it has settled. It it is not at the mania that it was in what, January, December, January. Yeah. Uh, December, almost, 2017, January, right. 2018. We wrote about it like end of January, early February in 2018. Bitcoin had, had approached $20,000. Yeah. Where is Bitcoin now? Do you know? I want to say it's around the $6,000 range. So it's, it's still pretty decent. I mean, it, it's, it's recovered. I mean, it dropped quite a bit. It was down, I want to say to like a thousand dollars. What per, happened to all those people who invested at 19,000? They lost a lot of money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I'm sorry. Sucks to be you. I guess Remember you said it's a calculated gamble, <laughs> that, yeah. that, but that's what exactly what it is. Right. Okay. So it's, it's still hovering around 6,000, but, but also some things have happened. You know, the, the government, our government has cracked down significantly on these ICOs. Okay. That was one of the reasons why I think it had, it had jumped so high back then was because everybody, everybody was coming out with an ICO. Right. Uh, and a lot of them, I would say maybe most of them were scams. Yeah. Now, how um, do they crack down? What agency, like SEC, I think. And so is there, there there's like mm. regulations in place now about starting, when you can yeah. release these. So they're, they're regulating it more the way the stock market's regulated exactly. for IPO. Exactly. Ah, okay. Yeah. And so, so what you say. interesting to broach that because there's no, um, what do you call that? Common law, basically precedence yeah. of, well, are they really public? Because right. they're not selling share. They don't have stock certificates. Right. And, 
So yeah. they must have had to approach that creatively at first, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's like, do we use works. the stock market as a model to figure out how to regulate that, or or is there some other model and we're creating it newly? Yeah, especially since they they are token, they are coin, they are almost their own, in some ways, Currency. their own stock market. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, the enforcement of it, and this is the blockchain aspect of it, the enforcement of, or I won't say enforcement, but, you know, sort of how the how the token, how the coin is managed is placed on the blockchain. Mm. You know, people vote on the blockchain for this I thing. I see. Um, so they're, they're buying and selling and all those transactions are blockchain. in blockchain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so the only, so that's why these two things are so inextricably related to each other because you can't, you could have blockchain that could do other kinds of things. Absolutely. But cryptocurrency, there's no way to track that. It's almost like blockchain is the bank for cryptocurrency. No, they they are one and the same. They are are. are one and the same. Explain that that, because I don't, I really don't understand. Cryptocurrency is the immediate use, the popular use of it. Everybody's speculating on the currency of the value of these different blockchains. Okay. But the real value ultimately is going to be in the blockchain. That's where people are. And that's why Ethereum's focus was much more on Yes, that the blockchain they, technology they shared itself. ledger. They call that thing, but distributed that ledger, self-governing company type things. Yes, that allow for complete decentralization, right? Of or of an organization and of mm-hmm. controlling a process or something like that. Yeah, right? because you can actually uh. write code on the blockchain and have that code executed on the blockchain. Mm. You know, which is which is a, a concept that is kind of hard to. It's to, really hard to, to wrap, your brain, wrap around. your brain around because it's almost like you're saying. You mean I can write code on my dollar bill and have that executed? Yeah, kind of. And how does does anybody who would be transacting on your dollar bill pass that? Do they know that there's code written on it and what happens mm-hmm. with that code? Yeah. Is that yeah. transparent in the process? And do I have a choice to say, I don't want to buy money that I don't want to spend your dollar. I don't want to get your dollar. I want to get his dollar because he didn't put any that's that's sort of the distributed nature is your computer is going to execute a little piece of that code and write it back to the blockchain. Okay, so then does this just become a really, really efficient way of putting out viruses and getting like... This is a big touring machine. Yeah. What does that mean? It's another computer. It's an, it's ins- a, it's an highly instruction chain, a oh, program chain. Oh, a touring machine. Yeah. Oh. That's what oh. it is. Oh. Because you can have instructions that would tell it how to process other things, mm-hmm. which could create more process. So does this at some point become the Terminator? <laughs> well, so here's the problem. Fear blockchain. <laughs> here's say. the problem is, <laughs> and, and the reason why it hasn't taken over is processing all of these transactions, executing all this code is not fast, right? Oh, it's not, it's not necessarily right. slow. You know, but, but compared Bitcoin, to Visa and MasterCard transactions, Visa and Master, MasterCard can do in seconds what takes fifteen minutes for for Bitcoin to, to execute. Oh. So this is sounds like it sort of overlaps like how why Lisp didn't catch on was because there weren't machines that could fast enough to process it efficiently. Right. And that's a great analogy because Lisp started. You know, Lisp was created in nineteen fifty seven. It is a brilliant programming language yeah. that, as it turns out, needed a lot of processing power, needed a lot of memory. Uh, and we are just now, 60 years later, 
getting to a point where we had that. Where we have enough and everybody is starting to revisit and go, Uh, oh my God, this is a brilliant language. You know, meanwhile, we ventured off into C and we ventured off into Java and C++ and all these other languages. And yet people are coming back and going. And so I think that's what's going to happen with blockchain. Probably in another five to 10 years, maybe 15, everybody's going to go, oh, wait a minute. Now this works. Because you have, it can, it can handle the transaction load that people actually, mm-hmm. that life actually requires yeah. to get Yeah, done, to make it practical. Right? Yeah. yeah. And that's one of the problems with it, using it in a, in a retail environment is I can't, many transactions. I can't wait 15 minutes for you to give me my money. No. You know? Yeah. So I'm not going to accept this coin yeah. on my website because it, that, that just takes too long. Visa's yeah. going to give me my money immediately. Right. Or whoever. Right. This is fascinating. Yeah, it is. It is really interesting technology. Everybody's been predicting the doom of it. it that's stupid. It, the, the doom was short term, but we've seen this time and time again with technology. Yeah, is, there, there's always that early spike of the mania. Mm-hmm. And then the thing and its value actually proves out over time. And exactly. it's never at the level of mania it, for a long time. But right. that doesn't mean that it's not valuable. Yeah, well, look, it's at, like the focus for, has been on nothing but one implementation which was the, the coin, concept, which was the token, the cryptocurrency. Yeah. The cryptocurrency. Uh, yeah. And that's been what people have focused on. And somebody smarts back there saying, you know, it's, we're not selling burgers. We're buying real estate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You don't get it. Exactly. And somebody's going to start, people are going to start seeing that where it's like cryptocurrency. That was a flash in the pan. Yeah. We've already come up with something different and better for that. Yeah. But this blockchain thing. So you know, what like are, what are it, is Kodak onto something in that you could use blockchain as a way of protecting IP? I think that's a great use of it. Yeah. So explain how that. So we think we think of cryptocurrency in terms of money. So it's easy to say you and I transacted. You know, I bought something from you in exchange for cryptocurrency in that transaction, so that each of our you know, you have less cryptocurrency and now I have more. Like that makes sense because we think about it in terms of a bank. It's yeah. your Bitcoin. It's about to be my, my Bitcoin. <laughs> and I sleep just fine. <laughs> so explain how explain how blockchain and, and cryptocurrency aren't the same thing and how blockchain could be used for other things. Um, like how, how would Kodak see this as a possible implementation for protecting IP Related to like photographs. It's a secure record keeping system. Right? It's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so it, it's a public you know, ledger. It, it, it is a public ledger. It's a distributed ledger. Um, I think probably what a lot of people think of when they think of Kodak is actual film. I don't think this applies there. No, this is all right? digital photography. It's all digital photography. Digital photography, videography, which my David, my fiance, his sister is a photographer and she's a huge problem with this. Like she's terrified to put anything online because it can so easily be stolen and get, she gets no credit for that and she gets no money for that and she puts a lot of time and money into getting the pictures that she gets. So I'm guessing, and I'm just sort of riffing here because I don't know yeah. Kodak's implementation, but they, they encode, they, they basically, she would put her image, her digital image on the blockchain. If you wanted to license her image, if you want to buy it, the code would be, would be written in such a way that it would record the fact that you bought this image Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, presumably you could, you could, um, you then could, if somebody else got hold of that image and there was nothing in the chain, that image wouldn't that, display itself or it would have yeah, some other no way to get it without there being a record of you getting it. And exactly. An automatic charge, an automatic right? charge, uh, or at the very least, my guess is that she could say, she Cynthia, you gave this say, to someone that you shouldn't have. Exactly. So now I'm charging you for it. Exactly. And maybe would it, pro- would it provide a way, maybe even 
to go um, after that infringement? No, I was going to oh, say ahead. that would there be a way for me to say, I'd like that image and I'm not paying. Will you automatically get a watermarked version of oh, the image? Yep, so maybe the code on that, that thing. So it would say, well, if you want it for uh, free, you have to watch ads. Exactly. Kind of, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. And so then apply so that also to music is, now. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. There are so, blockchains so, doing that. So this is what when you when you say you can apply a piece of code to a block, mm-hmm. her photograph now is smarter than just a photograph with metadata where it actually says if somebody tries to do something with this thing, either charge the person who is the last person in the chain for that or automatically watermark it or whatever that bit of code is. Mm-hmm. And so now, not only are you protecting your IP, but you also have a chain of evidence. Exactly. So if somebody did get hold of something, you can go back and say, this is the person who's liable. Yeah. Whereas you have none of that now. Right. Right? Yeah. Once once your image shows up on, oh, on Google Images, it? right, it's out there. And and ah. you can't do anything. I mean, they've, they've tried. You remember, it used to be on Google Images, you could go and you could say, just show me the image. Right. And they would do that. Well, they got sued right. by all these image providers. Right. And so Google said, we're not going to do that anymore, but they still take you to the website where the image is, yeah. where you can, if you know what you're doing and it's not that hard, you can still get the image. Get yeah. there's, there's nothing anybody can do to stop you. That's right. just the nature of the web. Right. And so with this, they can then say, all right, well, if this is a valuable image to you, you can be compensated for it as you rightly are, uh, you know, right. as you're deserving of. Okay. So now, would there be a fee? I mean, at least could there also be a fee then to put your photograph into the system yeah. sort of the way that if you want to license stuff on shutterstock yeah and there pay, should like, be right and yeah. that's the, that's one aspect of this is you pay to get a little protection well you pay to get a little protection but also remember all this code is distributed it's running on everybody a little bit of it is running on everybody's oh, computer sure you want to compensate them for their cpu time oh. so when i pay to put my image on this on this chain right, a little bit of that money is going to go to all these people who are going to Whatever. I seem to remember they're like being a special field for processing payment amount. Yeah, transaction fee. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That goes to the next, because there's all that hashing, and that's the whole thing right. about calculating the next blockchain mm-hmm. hash and agreeing yeah. on that. And so this brings us around to the mining. That is effectively mining, if you will. It, 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 it In the cryptocurrency sense, it's because of the way Bitcoin is is derived or is designed, you're actually mining, you're calculating cryptographic hashes because in doing so, you release it. Re- the system releases more I see. Bitcoin. Is there a limit to the amount of Bitcoin? Available? Yes, it's what, something like 23 million Bitcoin. I can't remember. I used to know the number because yeah. I read that white paper. And do we know how many are out there? Once they hit 23 million, that's all there ever is. That's all there ever is. Okay. But it also gets harder and harder and harder. Right. As you, every time you mine a new Bitcoin, the, it, next, the next one is that much harder. It, and it that's why they have to calculate yeah. the next one. And so that's and why so they have all these rigs of, made up of GPUs. I mean, there are, there are whole data centers in China where it's just nothing but racks of GPUs doing nothing but mining Bitcoin. Interesting. And Ethereum and some of these other ones. And as the value of the Bitcoin goes up on the open market, they make huge amounts of profits because it doesn't take any longer to calculate than it was going to anyways, right? Right. So when when that stuff goes to 20 grand, that data center suddenly becomes hugely profitable. And if prices drop, then you get to a point where we're spending more on the electricity. Exactly. And the cost of the GPUs. I mean, that's why NVIDIA, you know, people, computer, people that build their own computers for gaming rigs were having a big problem back, you know, a year and a half ago 
actually getting these GPUs for their gaming rigs because all these miners were going out to and buying up all of NVIDIA's stock. Interesting. Wow. That, that has a, a ripple effect in the economy, doesn't it? Yeah. Interesting. So it's a really fascinating space and it's, you know, I th- like I've said before, there is a there there. Yeah. The, in, the spe- blockchain, in blockchain, specifically. The speculation aspect that we've seen is, is it's, stupid. It's nothing different than the gold rush, right? It's, it's, it's nothing not. different than everybody thinking, oh, because there was a vein of gold here, I'm going to go pan everywhere I could possibly find on this whole mountain and there's going to be something. There's got to be because it's you over know? here too. And yeah. that, that's the, that's the group think mania. Mm-hmm. Right. Meanwhile, it's it's the pickaxe providers and the hardware right. sellers. They're that the are ones that are making, making the, the money. real money. Interesting. Okay, so now that kind of makes more sense to me about how you would block use blockchain. So how would that work in music? Well, I mean, how music, would you? It's, it's there's no different than uh, uh, an image, right? So we can so know. instead of a watermark, there's like a fart noise every. Or me saying. Arr, welcome to, there's a pot of gold at the end of that rainbow right in the middle yeah right or right like the way audio jungle does where like every five seconds it's audio jungle like oh, it's yeah. whispered in the background and so you can't really use Which that you gotta me buy out the it first time you- i know i was testing music for our podcast music in the beginning and daryl was like what's that talking i think that's super distracting i'm like yeah, once we actually buy the music we want. <laughs> but it was so subtle on that first song that I couldn't make out what they were saying. Like, what is and that? And I thought, oh, that's weird. Why are You're they like, doing that's that? Weird. That's is that supposed to be like... Like, what are the lyrics to this song? Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> and it's like real out of... out of. It, it doesn't... There's no beat there. Yeah. I don't uh, think this is what's going to happen, but imagine a world where all of your audio player, iTunes, whatever you use in your car was attached Zune? to Zune. Yep. If we're everybody that still has a Zune. <laughs> All of these digital audio players had Star Lord has a Zune. Star Lord has a Zune. He would he's he, yeah. Um has code built in so that every time you listen to a song, you got charged, you know, a fraction of a penny for it. You see what huh. I'm saying? Because that was written to the ledger and distributed out to everybody. So with that, it, it, let's just take that a step further. Would that change the iTunes model where I no longer pay a dollar and then I, I own the song essentially, which by the way, unless you burn it to a CD, you don't. That's part of their. Yep. But anyway, instead of paying a dollar and I can listen to it as many times as I want, I only pay for it however many times I listen to it. And it's a tiny, tiny amount. Or you could do both. I could say, I could write to the ledger, hey, I want this song in perpetuity. I don't want to have to pay a fraction. So, I'm so I'll pay a dollar or whatever. Dollar twenty nine, And that's whatever. written to the ledger. So now all of the audio systems, wherever you listen to this song, are, like, are going to oh, go. Oh, you, you don't have to pay to listen to that. Right. Oh, see, that's fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. That also makes me wonder if it can tie into that idea. I don't know who, I forget who's, I think Tim Berners-Lee's part of this, but that whole thing of taking your data back. Yeah. Where you own your data and... I would imagine some yes. kind of a request comes and says, I need this particular data. And you say yes or no. Yeah. Right. So everybody yeah, so, seems like that would be a way to do it is putting So it, think about yes. all of these people that are, that are giving away their data. They're very valuable, incredibly valuable data to Facebook. What if they pulled it all back, put it on a blockchain and then said, Hey, Facebook, you want to make money off of my data? Great. Give me some of it. Yeah. Interesting. So this is going to be, or, or some some iteration of this over the next couple of decades is going to be the answer to how do you protect IP? How do you protect your your privacy? Your your, your almost your your digital footprint mm-hmm. in the tech world. And it, this also solves another problem. I don't know if you remember back about ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. 
<clears throat> there was digital coin, Digicoin. There were, there were a few because the problem then was how do we charge a fraction of a penny? And with yeah. Visa, MasterCard, American Express, you can't you, do that it's because impossible. Because the fees are too high. Because their fees are too high. Yeah. Well, with this, with a blockchain type system, that. I can charge you a fraction of a penny. It's easy. It's just a number it's just in a, a number. database. I mean, yeah. the reality is that if you look at your bank, it's really just numbers in a database anyway. Right. They just, there's no way to like fractionalize that really into money because how do you exchange that? You know, yeah. we don't have, we don't have I actual can't give currency. You a fraction of a penny. I can't, yeah, I can't give you a fraction of a penny, but in this where it's literally just numbers, mm -hmm. a fraction of a penny, thousands and thousands of times. <laughs> so, so we're going to round it. What's interesting. I don't, I, we're not going to get into this today, but we do have a podcast scheduled next month where we're going to talk about the great hack. So Grant brought this up because this was sort of trending in social media. Um, and I did actually watch it and it was fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I was like, now I'm seeing how blockchain could solve that problem. Yeah. You know, and it, it ha it's, but, but it also sort of like opens up the question. Once you've opened up the ketchup bottle, how do you get, you know, how do you get the toothpaste back in the tube? Right. Yes. Toothpaste back in the ketchup bottle. Yeah. <laughs> What do you brush your teeth with? <laughs> I don't brush my teeth. That's gross. <laughs> but so, so, but that's, that's another question is can blockchain put the toothpaste back in the tube? Uh, well, so I don't Meaning, understand the analogy. So let's, so let's say I'm thinking about Cheryl, my, my sister-in-law who yeah. it has all these photographs, some of which are out there. Oh, can those, you get it back? No, those are out there. You know, okay. it's one of those things where once you put it on the internet, it's, it's, it's out it's there. It's kind of done. But for so, all her future So then for Facebook, projects. you can't really get that back either. No. Like all of the stuff that's already out there and the way that that's being used, you really can never get that back. What we're saying is we're trying to find a way to establish a way to say from this point forward, if you want something, now it's going to be tracked and now it's going to be licensed and you're going to, you're going to pay. If you're right, making money on it, you're going to pay. Th what they have now is not valuable anymore. Oh, it's good already point. tomorrow. Yeah, good what they're point. buying now is your purchasing, what you look at, what you're doing today, knowing your address and or your what you're going to do tomorrow. That they could have gotten got that it. anywhere anyway. So it's really what they're it. buying is your your behavior. Got it. Tracking, exactly. Behavior tracking, which which is changing. I mean, Every it's day. ever changing. Yeah, because we are ever changing stuff. creatures. Yeah. So they they absolutely okay. still want to okay. have okay. access okay. to that. I so get it. The now way you put that back in the bottle. And, and probably the way we should as a society is, and I hate to say this because I'm usually not in favor of this, is laws that basically say, mm -hmm. Facebook, you have to pay these people if you want to use their data. Mm -hmm. And you have to be transparent as to what data you're tracking and how. So. And then that comes down to international law, which really doesn't exist. Right. And how do you protect that if it's other countries that are using or companies in other countries and they're, I mean. But with blockchain, I, you can see you all could. that. Because can, that's not about jurisdictional lines and, right. you know. If Facebook wants to use my, my information, they have to pay me it for it. Up. And I can see what they used. Yeah. And I can see who they sold it to. Huh. And so, but all of this, based on the intensity of it, definitely hinges on hardware. Right now, right? I mean, going yeah. back to the Lisp analogy. You know, they can't process every, you know, all that stuff if... And that's There's because that for, for the purpose of people it. who might still be questioning, it's because in order to validate this transaction in the blockchain, you have to validate everything that came before it too, yes. right? Yes. And that's why it takes so long. Yes. Okay. 
It's uh, yeah. It, so again, start, this is it's cryptography. Not, it's not like it's not like you're like I'm looking at your bank account and it says this, and I'm looking at your bank account and it says this. So I'm going to make that swap. It says you want this transaction to happen. I have to go back to everything in the chain that led mm-hmm. up to that tra- transaction and validate that those things are valid. Mm-hmm. That's how you keep it from being hackable. And all of these computers, let's just say for the sake of argument, to, to simplify it, you have 10 computers all yeah. doing this. <clears throat> yeah. They all have to exchange that information. Yeah. And there's algorithms so that if five of those disagree, disagree with the other five, how do you- How do you how work do you, that out? And now we get to the 51% problem that that Satoshi, I think, was talked about, which is the only way to skew the ledger to change the ledger um, is nefariously. to get 51% of the computers to agree on the wrong right, thing. Which apparently has happened. Really? Yes. So blockchain is not unhackable. It's, um, well, I mean, it's a coordinated, it's a coordinated effort, okay. but um, no, I think it happened. They've, they've found weaknesses before. They, they were, have found they weaknesses. Yeah. But I mean, I mean the 51% they particular did. thing, I think that was a coordinated effort. No, there are, yeah. there have been weaknesses. Um, they've also found that it's not I, almost on the whole, it's not as anonymous as everybody has been thinking it was. So Ocean's 15, the movie is going to be about 15 of them and different computers in different parts of the world changing the blockchain, right? <laughs> Versus like robbing a bank. Can we just have Ocean's <laughs> 11? I feel like we're going. Well, so they had Ocean's numbers. 11, Ocean's 12. Or Ocean's 8. Then I they mean. did Ocean's 8. Ocean's 8, yeah. Was like there an going. Ocean's 13? No. no. Uh, 11. 11, 12. I feel like there was another one. Ocean, Ocean's 11, Ocean's 12. There was a Ocean's 13. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then they went to Ocean's 8. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because it takes fewer women to accomplish the same thing that men are trying to do. <laughs> I totally just made that up, but it's kind of funny. No, because you can't get 11 or 12 women to agree with each other. <laughs> Eight seems to be the perfect balance. And even there was anyway, some infighting in there. I haven't seen that movie yet. I love the new Ocean's uh, Eleven, though. It's one of my I favorite I, movies. I, I haven't actually seen the movie either, but I just remember from the previews, I'm like, oh, it's all women. That's funny. Because um, I think in the original Ocean's Eleven, no, there was only it. one. And Well, there's the one, the 1960s versions, the Rat Pack. Um, but there was no women in that one. And not as part of the Oceans. Yeah. As part of his Eleven. Yeah. No. And the same for and the same for the remake for the remake with George, with George Clooney right. in it. There was no women. Oh, she was like on the periphery. Uh, I remember now. Yeah, I remember. Well, then then the second one had Julia Roberts. That was that. Was, it was an interesting take the way yeah. they did that. But yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Well, this is definitely Welcome uh, to movie review. Well, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. No, the first one had it. Uh, and Julia Roberts. Yeah, as she well, was but in She there wasn't. Too. Yeah, she wasn't part of the part whole of the thing. group. Like she kind of was in the yeah. second one. Yeah. You can call this, this segment Rika Tomatoes. Rika Tomatoes. <laughs> Rika Tomatoes. That's actually kind of funny. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm having lots of That's podcasting ideas. <laughs> now now we need to have a, a movie segment. I know, Rika, right? Rika Tomatoes movie segment. Uh, Mystery Science Theater type deal. Yeah. MST3K with Rika Technologies. I mean, you're both bald, so that works for the the <laughs> little like robot-y guys. Yep. <laughs> And we got and sarcasm coming out of every orifice. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else about blockchain, mm. cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, anything like that that we didn't cover that might be important? I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for coming along on this cryptocurrency blockchain journey. Uh, it's been really interesting to see how in in 
you know, the last 18 to 20 months, this has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, really, again, just at that sort of mania versus like what's really there. Cause there is a there there. I mean, clearly we can see it whether or not we're at a place yet. And I think it's clear that we're not where processing speeds can keep up and where we've really gotten the full vision of how could this be hackable and what are the real weaknesses and how do you prevent against that to make it as secure as we all sort of feel like our banks are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not there yet, but there is definitely something here. Um, and we hope that we can use the word blockchain enough that Rika stock goes through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> all right. For Grant, Daryl and Cynthia, this has been the Rika show. Uh, sponsored by Rika Technologies, and uh, we hope to see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to The Rika Show. Visit us at rikatech.com for more fun with technology. Catch you next time.